Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Teen Titans. we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 1, titled Divide and Conquer. God, I love this show. (laughs) This is my childhood. (laughs) Oh, I'm so happy I get to talk about this. Okay, so this first episode, which by the way I should mention, there's some weirdness with the first three episodes of this show. Uh, sometimes this is listed as episode one, and final exam is listed as episode three. Sometimes it's listed as episode three, and final exam is episode one. It's a whole thing. Uh, most places that I've seen list it as divide and conquer first, final exam third. Uh, I believe that was the production order. So, that's how I'm talking about it here. Uh, but anyway, not important. This first episode, it's a weird one to talk about. Because on its own merits, it's not amazing. On its own merits, it's nothing particularly special. In fact, if I were to sit here right now and rank all my favorite episodes of Teen Titans, this would easily land itself in the top, or in the bottom 50%. Maybe even the bottom 25 Like, it is not all that special. But, as a proof of concept, which, let's be honest, that's what pilots are. As a proof of concept, it is amazing. It does such a great job, right from the beginning, of establishing all the hallmarks of Teen Titans. It does a great job... Of saying, right from the beginning and throughout the 22 minutes of this episode, just beating it into your head, this is what the show is going to be, this is what the show is going to be, this is what the show is going to be. And it tackles all those elements immediately. Uh, The beautiful, striking, dynamic animation, uh, that anime-inspired art style, because Jesus Christ, this show is super anime (laughs) in so many ways. Uh, That incredible, incredible art style, you see that in full force right at the beginning. You see all those little anime visual stylings, uh, and it's really striking and beautiful and badass when it comes to action sequences. 
Uh, you get a full sampling of the vocal talents of this ensemble cast. Uh, not all of the names of which I remember at the moment because I'm an idiot. Uh, hold on. Let me just, uh, <laughs> let me just look up the names of this voice cast. I-, I should know them all by heart, I know, but for whatever reason, I'm an idiot and can never remember all their names. Uh, Scott Menville as Robin, Hinden Walsh as Starfire, Terry Payton as Cyborg, Tara Strong as Raven, and Greg Kipes as Beast Boy. Uh, immediately their talents are shown off. Immediately they show to have uh, great chemistry one an- with one another, embodying those roles so perfectly, uh, and just being amazing across the board. That theme song! Holy crap, that theme song. Uh, that is one of the greatest theme songs of any show ever. It's amazing. <laughs> In fact, I was earlier today sort of fiddling around getting the intro for this whole Teen Titans season of the Television Archive ready. And I was just rocking out to that theme song like, oh my god, this is so good. Uh, But all that technical stuff is established right off the bat as just brilliant and beautifully done. Uh, It immediately establishes that perfect balance. Like, this has the best of all three worlds. Like, this has everything you could possibly want from a superhero cartoon series right out of the gate. Uh, It has brilliant, compelling, character-driven storytelling... It has badass, uh, frenetic, dynamic action sequences, and hilarious humor. And it balances the three to such perfection. It is able to plug out just the right ratio of those three things uh, in a way that nothing else Teen Titans branded Uh, definitely not Teen Titans Go, definitely not Titans, uh, not even the direct-to-VOD DC Animated Universe Teen Titans films, Justice League vs. Teen Titans, and Teen Titans Judas Contract, Judas Contract, by the way, uh, very underrated movie, it is very, very good, I like those films, but none of those, none of those have been able to quite nail that balance of those three points of that triangle, Quite as perfectly as this show. Nothing else in the Teen Titans space was able to was able to capture it as well. In fact, there is a reason why so many shows uh, have tried and failed. There's a reason we had two TV shows that failed, uh, two movies that nobody watched. There's a reason. That Teen Titans has been such a volatile property after this show. Because this show was lightning in a bottle. In terms of the tonal balance. Like, there was nothing like it before. Uh, I honestly don't think there's been anything like it since. In terms of balancing those three things so perfectly. uh, And just walking this tightrope. This near impossible tightrope. Uh, And everyone's been trying to replicate it uh, on Cartoon Network, on DC Universe, in those movies uh, that, again, are good. And I say they're underrated and you should watch them. Like, 
nothing has been able to really recapture that. Because this was such a near-impossible feat. Uh, but we get that tonal balance immediately. Uh, they also immediately establish... Uh, the dynamic of this team. The dynamic of these characters. So, so wonderfully. The idea of them immediately starting off with one of the Titans quitting. Cyborg quitting the team after he and Robin get into a fight over that whole Sonic Boom fiasco. The idea of them Starting with that. And showing how, right out of the gate, this team is incomplete without all of its members. Brilliant. Perfect. Like, Cyborg leaves after this failed fight with Cinderblock. By the way, that opening sequence uh, in the Titans' fight with Cinderblock is amazing. It's a great action sequence. It's exhilarating, and I love it. Uh, But that happens. Cyborg leaves, and then the rest of the episode, you see just how much of a hole Cyborg leaves behind. And the same would happen with any of them gone, by the way. Like, you could have taken Robin out and had a similar effect. You could have taken Starfire or Raven or Beast Boy out and had a similar effect. Because the this group, they're incomplete. It, take one of them out, it's completely screwed. Take one of them out, the formula and the dynamic and the way they work together is completely out of whack. And so you see the rest of the episode... Uh, they're moping around, they're moping around, they're not really sure what to do with themselves, there's a giant void in their lives, and then they go to fight Plasmus, which is another great action sequence, by the way, uh, and they fail over and over and over and over and over and over again, uh, they just can't seem to defeat Plasmus, not because Plasmus is a particularly powerful villain, But because they are not at full strength, because they do not have their full roster, because they do not have their full team. So immediately you see their group dynamic and you see how much they depend on one another. Uh, Also, the villains that they introduce in this episode. Uh, Immediately they introduce three pretty major Teen Titans villains, uh, Cinderblock, who is this cool little side character, uh, very big, very imposing, very menacing. Uh, Doesn't really have a lot of personality to him. He's literally just a hulking monster. But uh, he is definitely a nice entry-level big bad for the Titans, and he'll show up a bunch more times in this show. Uh, Plasmus, who I, I love how they integrate Plasmus into this show. He's just this big, disgusting pile of goo <laughs> uh, that just walks around being disgusting, uh, drinking toxic sludge and growing. Uh, and he's very imposing and wonderful, and the design on him is so brilliant, and it's so, so freaking amazing. But of course, the big deal, the big villain introduction in this episode 
Slade, voiced by the amazing Ron Perlman. Uh, he is definitely a background character in this episode. We do not see a lot of him. But, damn. What we do see of him, they definitely establish him as someone to be feared. They establish him very early on as a cunning, intelligent, uh, very devilishly... the word I'm looking for. I don't know, but he's just this devilishly smart dude who immediately establishes himself as this big presence, as this big, huge, monstrous presence that is going to make for some amazing conflicts down the line. We'll get into it a lot, but man, there's some great shit with Slade. <laughs> Throughout this entire show. Uh, and they definitely made a good choice as to not making this pilot more complicated than it needed to be. Like, it's a very simple story. Here's the story. Cinderblock attacks. Cyborg gets mad. Everyone's sad. Plasmus attacks. Cyborg no mad no more. They defeat Plasmus and Cinderblock off screen. Everyone's made up. But there's a big threat in the background looming. Oh no! And that's it. Like, that's <laughs> that's literally the story. It is nothing special. Uh, it is nothing that unique. It is nothing that amazing. Uh, but they did a nice, they made a nice choice to just, they needed to keep this story simple. In order to establish, this is what the show is going to be. This is what you can expect. This is the type of character dynamics. This is the type of action. This is the type of style. Uh, of storytelling style you will see. This is the type of... Fantastic humor. The likes of which Teen Titans Go wishes they could hit. Because Teen Titans Go, their humor is uh, very lowbrow. <laughs> their humor is not good. I've seen enough of Teen Titans Go to know that uh, it is not funny at all. And yet they view this show as the serious Titans. No, it's, it's not. You can see, like, immediately, this is not the serious Titans at all. It's just the well-tonally balanced Titans. But, of course, that doesn't play to five-year-olds. So, they say serious. Uh, I, I especially love, <laughs> I love that one bit where Starfire makes this, like, pudding of sadness, and it just tastes awful. <laughs> it is the worst, and you just see, like, Pe Beast Boy gets a spoonful, and is just dying. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's amazing. It's so, so wonderful. Oh, I should mention in that Plasma sequence... Uh, there's this one moment where Plasmus, pl Plasmus, what? Uh, where Plasmus just splits off into like five different entities, and it's so cool and so creative and so amazing. It's it's this great little set piece. Uh, but yeah, solid first episode. Uh, definitely did a great job of establishing everything, all the building blocks for what would become the greatest or one of the greatest, I should say, superhero shows of all time. 
it's good. It's real good. And I cannot wait to talk about the finer points of this series because, damn, it's so good. It, Teen Titans is such a great show, and I'm so happy I get to talk about it here. Oh, I'm nerding out. I'm nerding out, man. Uh, if you like this, <laughs> favor the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archive, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support this show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, Tomorrow, we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 2. Talk to you then.